Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. here with Charger Stone of the DC Bear Crew. Hey Charger, how's it going? Going well, how are you? Doing great. So uh, I first found out about you guys, uh, the Bear Crew, uh, when I started going to town uh, up in DC on Friday nights. Uh, My work takes me up there occasionally, so I'll go out with some of my friends, uh, most of which who are not, I guess, you know, at least in a physical sense, they're not bears. Uh, a couple are chasers. A couple are otters. Anyway, we'll get into all that in a little bit. But um, uh, last time I was there, I was there for the scruff party. Awesome night. Very awesome night. It was ridiculously packed. I had never seen it that busy. And I, it had been pretty busy. I'm sure it's been pretty packed before. But, I mean, would you agree? Was the scruff party, like, the biggest packed? night you've had or actually that was uh the second largest we've had um if you would have been there two weeks earlier for the mid-atlantic leather weekend that was our largest party to date nice so tell us a little bit about uh how the bear well well, first of all tell us what the bear crew is and then a little bit about how you know you started it and how it kind of grew into what it is now okay well uh starting off um the bear happy hour has been in D.C. for about 11 and a half years. It started sometime in 2000. Um, when I came out in 2005, I started coming up into D.C., and it was at a bar called Titan. Um, it had bounced from a previous bar called uh, Windows or uh, Dick Bar. It was above DuPont Italian Kitchen, just a handful of bears getting together, hanging out on a Friday. Just got bigger and bigger. And then um, Titan ended up closing after a couple years. Um, after a couple years, after I started going, and uh, it moved over to a more twinkish um, dance club. Just because of the size of the happy hour, it was too big to fit in any small dive bars. But um, they didn't really feel that they were being treated as well as they should have been. So when I started working for a bar bar called Motley Bar. I walked in one Friday to the Bear Happy Hour at this other club, and I said, hey, guys, um, I'm bartending over here, and we want the happy hour. So 
come on over, we open next week. And the first week I had half of the crowd, and by the second week I had emptied out that club. Wow. Needless to say, they weren't too happy. <laughs> um, last time I walked in, I was told to leave. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, this is about the time in the history of the Bear Happy Hour where we were starting to get very well known for the size of our crowd and the amount of alcohol that we drink. So, I mean, I'm sure you've seen, I mean, we walk around with pitchers. Yeah. Of beer. I mean, we don't use cups. We use pitchers when we drink. So this was kind of the turning point when we started getting a lot of notoriety um, for this happy hour. And that happy hour carried Motley Bar for pretty much the entire time. It was for the year and a half that it was open. Um, it was pretty much the only night where they were making any money and it eventually closed. But um, that's when I really started um, managing the happy hour, and that was May of 2009. So a year and a half later, in August, when it ended up closing, I felt kind of obligated to find a new home for them. And because I had already started the Facebook page and kind of getting them organized, a lot of people looked to me to figure out where to go next. Okay. So that's how actually DC Bear Crew started because when it was at Motley Bar, it was Motley Bar's Bear Crew. And we used the CRUE just like Motley Crew. Oh, okay, cool. So when Motley Bar closed, I took off Motley Bars and just added DC because of our location right. and kept the Bear Crew because everybody had started to shorten it to bear crew. Okay. So we just kept that because it was already there. We were start I'm starting to brand it at this time. And um we had bear happy hour on Friday. Monday we got an email saying, by the way, the bar's closed. <laughs> so Tuesday I got on the horn with uh, the owner of the club we're at now. I had previously worked there as a bar back I knew that they were very professional and that they treat everybody regardless of who they are or what they look like the same um, because I knew that the club itself, um, some of the bears would think that going to this club called Town, which is a twink-ish club, Fridays are 18 and up, Saturdays are 21 and up, I knew that there was going to be some kind of... Uh, uh, kind of confrontation about going to this club because they didn't want the same thing to happen last time right. to happen all over again. So we got everything arranged, and within a couple days, I mean, we didn't even skip a Friday moving from one bar to the next bar. We opened up with 283 people that first Friday, and now we are much, much, <laughs> much bigger than that. Wow, that's that's really interesting. I, I mean, you see this a lot in the gay community. Bars will come and go. Uh, we had a bar we loved here called Mr. Sisters, and there was all kinds of drama with that. And how many times did Southern Nights like close? Oh yeah, close you, if you've ever Nights. heard of Orlando's gay scene, Southern Nights is another one. It's just loads of drama. It's changed its name <laughs> at least once or twice over the last few years. But yeah, it's um, I was actually uh, what you were saying about town. I was I absolutely agree because I was there. 
for the Bear Crew, and then it went into their normal, you know, I guess majorly twink. Uh, 18 and up, yeah. yeah. And the transition was pretty seamless. I think you guys did a, a good job of uh, the Bear stuff was mostly upstairs. And I think yep. they started kind of getting people ready for the drag show, which was amazing, too, by the way. Um, and that that was starting to go downstairs. Um, anyway, so I, I, from the very first night I came up there uh, and I saw town and we went for Bear Happy Hour, I mean, I just felt like this is such a welcoming community, welcoming club. Uh, I really didn't even know anything more than it was called Bear Happy Hour. Like, that's all I had heard. And I had a great time. In fact, I had too great a time. I actually got sick at Nelly's after. So why did you, though, start? Like, what, what other than you're working with the clubs, I mean, what, what prompted you to really take on this kind of leadership role in the Bear community and, and organize this stuff? Well, for the most part, um, it started off as because... I'm personally interested in bears. Um, my boyfriend's a bear. I've always dated bears. It's it's what I'm sexually interested in. So that was one part of it, um, just being a part of that community. That's how it kind of started. And then um, it became kind of a mission, I guess. Um, when I see any kind of part of the community that isn't being treated the way that they're supposed to be. I feel like somebody needs to say something about it. Somebody needs to do something about it. So in absence of someone else doing something about it, I did. Um, And that's basically what it came down to is nobody else was doing anything. It was just kind of floating around. There was no direction. Um, They were just kind of there. And um, I realized that because of how big they're getting and the notoriety of the happy hour, I mean, when Motley Bar closed, I had probably six or seven job offers within the first 24 hours because everybody wanted that happy hour because of the income generated for the venue that it's at. Right. I mean, it's Bear's Drink. They love to drink. They have a good time. That's what they do. They drink and hang out. It's like an oversized family reunion every Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what's what is a a pack of bears called? Like, you know, there's a pride of lions, a murder of crows, a den, a den. A den of bears. Okay, thank you. We have a den of bears. <laughs> nice. That's good to know. So let's talk a little bit more about about you. And and I actually wanted to ask you. Oh, last time I was there at the scruff party, I think you did a teaser. For some kind of movie, documentary, maybe it's just a little YouTube thing. I'm not quite sure what it was. It's called What is Charger's Secret? And has that actually been premiered? Have you shown that? No. Okay. That goes May 18th. Okay. And that's going to be shown, what, at Bear Happy Hour? or Yes. Okay. Um, there, There's going to be a show that will be bigger than the Scruff Party, bigger than MAL Weekend, if there was one weekend out of the entire year that you would want to be at Bear Happy Hour, this is it. Wow. Um, this is when I am going to basically spill my guts about where I came from, what I fought through to get where I'm at, and why I do what I'm doing. And I have a... Um, stage performance that's going to be planned and then it will end with I would say probably it's hard to describe without actually giving anything away
it's going to be absolutely huge, and it's going to be one that people will be talking about for a very long time. Very cool. The teaser video we'll put up on our page, and uh, I'll put a link up on this post. It's it was pretty pretty. Uh, I don't know, enticing. I guess it's not right. Maybe exactly the right word because it wasn't it wasn't sexual or anything. I mean, it was basically you holding up cards right with things written on yeah. them and and then just one after the other and telling a story through note cards which i find you know when you take the the, the uh, speaking away and all you have is a, you had some music in the background yeah and it was very compelling and i i was like well, what's the secret you know <laughs> well i figured that um i know from experience that when people are talking if you're if you don't have a vested interest in what they're saying after the first couple of minutes, they're kind of just going to tune you out. Right. But if you're forced to actually pay attention, because if you're not, if you're not actually reading the words, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. You know, when somebody's talking, you can kind of hear them in the background. You don't really have to pay attention. But this is one way where they had to sit there and and read it, mm-hmm. and that way they it really sinks in. Um, what I'm trying to convey and when I actually do the video of how I got to where I'm at um, it's going to be done the same way because I really want people to see me versus you know who they see at the bar like I want them to actually see who I really am versus just the promoter. Right. Because you do have kind of a, the stage performance version of yourself and then the, the real. So I, I do. Um, it, it, it crosses over a lot. Um, I think that people, I, I like to entertain. Um, I bartended for many years before I started um, actually promoting. And then, you know, now I'm bartending again. Um, for another bear event on Sundays, but um, you know, I, I I like to entertain. I tell stories. I I like to make people laugh. I like to make people feel good. Right. Um, I get a lot of pleasure out of that, making people feel good. I think that's also why I'm a pretty good massage therapist, is because that's I enjoy making people feel good. I, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. So you are a massage therapist. I saw that on your website. Is that going pretty well? Have you been doing that for a while? I mean, is it a good... Do you like have, doing it? I've yeah. owned my own small business for a little over two years now. Um, and um, that's that's going very well. I do it during the week. I'm usually booked um, un- unless I have some cancellations or some people that I have to move around. I'm usually booked about a week in advance. Um, I rarely ever have like same day appointments, so that keeps me busy. I do that Monday through Thursday just because I do all my promoting and graphics and stuff for Bear Happy Hour and paperwork on Fridays. And Saturday, I try to take a little bit of time off for myself and my partner. And then Sundays, I'm back um, um, bartending for a Sunday Bear Happy Hour at another venue called Number 9. And in between all that, I'm actually finishing my bachelor's in technical management. Oh, cool. I graduate in August, and if I continue the way I'm going now, I should graduate with a 4.0. Excellent, excellent. Um, 
busy. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. So that's that's awesome. And you know, it's, I'm glad you mentioned the Sunday for that because I didn't know what the uh, big thing to do on Sunday night was really. Well, the good thing is, um, if you go to dcbearcrew.com, we've got a calendar page, and I list all the all the bear events, um, even bear events that I'm not a part of or running. Right. Um, if if there's a bear event going on anywhere within a few states. I put it up there. Anytime nice. I find out about something, I'm always putting it up there. So it's a good place to go if you're ever anywhere within the area. Definitely. We'll check it out. Well, now that you mentioned that, um, I actually had a couple questions from your community up in D.C., some of my friends, and I said, well, what should I ask Charger? What do, what do you guys want to know? I, and I'll, I'll call him out on it, too. One of them was uh, Evan. I don't know if you know Evan personally or not. He uh, He is another chaser. And he's a good friend of mine. In fact, he was on one of our episodes around Christmas time when he was up here. Okay. Um, I thought that was the New Year's episode. Oh, yeah, the New Year's. The year, I'm sorry. Yes, it was New Year's. Um, so uh, what would you say your favorite kind of underwear would be, either to wear yourself or to see on another guy? Actually, um, until I started dating Scott, I don't wear underwear. Okay. Ever. Um I wear underwear now because I like the way Scott looks at me when I'm wearing underwear. Right. And he likes to buy different kinds of underwear for me to wear. Really? Cool. So, yeah. Any oh, particular oh. stylistic preference that he has for you? I mean... I prefer to wear the square-cut boxer briefs. Okay. But um, he likes to see me in a jockstrap. <laughs> There it is. No. Um and it's so funny because that's actually my personal favorite and I it seems to be a common and very very common yeah. theme among bears and people in the leather community and you know. So Well, you get your support without all the um constriction. Exactly. Um now the other question again this is from our friend Evan. Uh, uh he wanted to know which you were, a top or a bottom or versatile or what have you. Well, that kind of depends. I, I think that if um, I think if you're only one sided, you're only having half the fun. <laughs> Much better at topping than I am uh, at bottoming. Though uh, my partner is uh, doing his best to um, help me out with that. That's so funny. That is exactly what I would say. <laughs> In fact, my partner would uh, say that I don't do it enough, but uh, he is definitely trying to help with that. Yeah, so. he, he keeps saying practice makes perfect. <laughs> exactly. That's great. So let's dig into this uh, taxonomy because this is something I've been struggling with myself, to be honest. I mean, not in any kind of serious struggle, but I describe myself as barely bare, which I think is fun because it's alliterative and all that, but... I have always struggled with the idea that I'm not, I don't think I'm as big as I would be to consider myself a bear, but mm -hmm. I'm also 35, so I don't know that I can keep calling myself a cub, at least in a strictly like physical slash appearance sense. Um, so for those of you guys, and there will be people listening who don't really know about this, so let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Absolutely. The Ursine taxonomy is what Jared <laughs> and I uh, are calling this. A bear is basically someone physically who is a little bigger, probably a little hairier, though that's not necessarily a requirement. Um, but the canonical or the typical bear, you'd say, is probably bigger in weight and stature and hairy. Um, and then that could be just body hair. It could be facial hair. That could be both. 
Uh, a lot of bears don't have as much on top if they like to the, do the bald look, which is really sexy, I think. Um, I don't know. Jared, do you have any? Uh, uh, usually when I think of a bear, I think of like a, a big Sumerian guy just, you know, with the, the long, thick black hair and the huge black beard and just covered with body hair. <laughs> nice. nice. But, yeah, that's from a historical that's a perspective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so, usually, go ahead. I usually think of bears as three things, beefy, furry, and bellied. Yep. It's like a teddy bear. You got to have a, that that nice, you know, belly to rub. Mm-hmm. Um, now you would consider yourself a chaser, I assume, or, or chaser and slash cub, right? Well, that all depends. Um, there's two ways to look at things. One, there's the strictly physical characteristics of um, whatever the label is. You know, bear, cub, chaser, otter. You know, you can get into the other things. Um, wolves, and you have polar bears and panda bears and um, grizzly bears. And, you know, there's all these little names that people like to call themselves just so that they can kind of feel like they're fitting into a certain niche, I guess. Um, but then you also move into some of the mental characteristics of it. And I think that that's one of the things that um, I find the most disheartening in the bear community is that the community in itself has had this long history of not being accepted amongst the rest of the gays because they weren't pretty enough, because they weren't skinny enough, they didn't have enough muscle or enough abs, or, you know, they would rather be in a pair of cargo shorts, New Balance shoes, and, you know, a flannel shirt than Prada or... Calvin Klein or any of that. You know, it just didn't matter to them. Right. And because they didn't fit into this stereotypical gay scene, um, they felt like they were kind of outcasted, which is also why they affiliate themselves so much with the leather community, because the leather community itself was kind of outcasted because they were experimental and kind of not of the norm or what. I, I don't know how gay people can consider anything normal. I mean, what's normal, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the straight people think gays aren't normal. The the twinks and gays, you know, stereotypical gays don't think the leather's normal. You know, it's everybody thinks that everybody else isn't normal. Right. So apparently nobody is normal. <laughs> um, but what I what I found so disheartening is now that the bear community has come so far... Um, there tends to be almost this reverse um, kind of, I don't know what, what I, not um, racism, but um, separation, gayism. yeah. Yeah, you know, they just, um, they start to look, you know, well, this is our bear happy hour and you're not really bear enough. You don't mm. look the part. And what I've been trying to do lately is really kind of push the fact that the whole reason behind the bear community was acceptance you know that it didn't it wasn't supposed to matter what you looked like or what you dressed like to be a part of the community because this was the community that was kind of pushed aside right and um 
I, I love to describe, you know, because everybody will ask me, well, what am I? What am I? What is this? What is this? And I always have to make sure that I, I specify. I can sit here and describe what a typical, you know, chaser is, bear is, cub, bear, cub is, otter is, whatever. But you also have to look at it as not just what I look like, but who am I as an actual person? Just because someone looks like something doesn't mean they really are. I actually have had a couple bears that I've known for years come up to me and be like, there's too many skinny people at bear happy hour. And wow. I kind of hit him, and then I look down at myself and I go, so do you want me to leave? Wow. But it's just because in their eyes, I've been a part of the community for so long, they just don't see me like that. Right. They see me as part of the community. So um, I've been really working hard this past year to kind of keep pushing that, that it's not just about what you look like. It's about everything else. And I absolutely agree. I mean, I and, and I think you're doing a good job because I'll tell you, the mix at the Bear Happy Hour on Fridays at town, it isn't just what you would consider typical bears. There's a whole gamut of people. Um, I don't think there are a whole lot of what I would consider younger you know, Twinkie types, though, you know, again, the chasers, there's, you know, a few here and there. But what I found interesting is the chasers, because they want to belong in this community, I think maybe try to do things that make them more, you know, they'll grow beards or they'll, I know gainers. I mean, I have, I have a good friend that's a mm-hmm. gainer and I kind of look at him like, you're healthy. I mean, what, you don't need to put on weight to, to be accepted. I think, you know, it, but I mean, he wants that. So it's like, all right, well, as long as you're doing it the right way, you're not just going to, going to, you know, kill your, your heart or whatever by trying to gain all this weight. Healthy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I personally prefer being a little overweight. I don't want to be unhealthy, but I like that feeling. I don't like, I, I, I haven't been skinny in a long time, but I just don't find that attractive in myself. So, you yeah. know, like ever since I've put on a little bit more weight, I've actually been more comfortable with myself. So, you know, uh, I absolutely agree. I think that's uh, that's the right attitude. But for those people, again, who don't know, and I, and I want to at least kind of, because we have a lot of straight listeners, too, surprisingly. But, again, we're, we're embracing community of gay nerds, and we love our straight nerds and our straight non-nerds. Um, absolutely. And there's, there's some... There, I, I kind of, I kind of dig the geeky bears with the glasses, <laughs> and uh, you know, they're kind of shy, and the little emo bears with, uh, you know, the rolled up jeans and well, those, those the shoulder bags, and yeah, yeah, they, I, I, that's great. I don't think I've actually had an image of an emo bear in my head, but now I do, and that's fantastic. Uh, an emo punk bear is like awesome. <laughs> totally turns me on. So now, Jared. Uh, you would consider yourself uh, somewhat otter-ish, right? No, I think myself more as a reptile, really. Oh, you're like the reptile, so we need sure. to... Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I don't know. Take your shirt off. Let me see. <laughs> I'll judge you. He's pretty hairy. Oh, yeah, I see. You're pretty hairy. Reptiles yeah, aren't that hairy. I, I, I definitely know. be otter territory. Yeah, and so, like... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cutters are typically guys that aren't, aren't as big, but they're hairy. Uh, yeah, usually- you mentioned, like, pandas. Those are, like, Asian bears. Uh, we have the polar bear was the older, more white. yeah. Yeah, um, so starting with a chaser, you basically have a chaser is just someone who likes a certain type. You can have a chub chaser, a bear chaser, a cub chaser. You know, your chaser is just your typical, I like something that I'm not. Right. Um, so me particularly, I'm completely hairless. It's completely natural. I don't shave. Um, I prefer to have abs, though as I get older, they start going away. <laughs> like that very much, but you know. I don't judge yeah. much. Um, so then you start moving into like you're an otter. An otter, just like the animal itself, you're you're skinnier. Um, some of them start to get a little bit thicker, um, but they're usually furry. You know, the otter's definitely the furry one of the skinny folks. Yep. You start moving into cub. Your cubs are usually your younger guys that are just coming in or kind of new. Um They've got that young-looking face. Um, so even as you get older, age-wise, you still may look like a cub, even though you're older, just because you kind of got that little baby face to you. Yep. However, when you start getting into like someone who's like 35, 40, 45, if you're getting up there in age and you're definitely not in that cub kind of territory, uh-huh. but refer to yourself as a cub... You're most likely a sub <laughs> or a bottom. Nice, nice. nice. Uh, you can kind of assume that if you're 40 and still re- referring to yourself as a cub, you're probably a bottom. Because the cub is kind of the submissive of, of the bear cub. Not that it has to be this way, but yeah, Not I see what you're saying. It has to be that way, but usually, when I mean, it's just natural when you're dealing with a situation where you have an older and a younger person, most of the time that younger person is probably going to be a little bit more submissive because they've kind of got that mentorship yeah. uh, aspect of it. You know, and then you get into your bears, and that's it's a general catch-all for anything beefy and furry. And then, um, you know, you can get your fuzzy wuzzies. That's a little joke that runs around. You know, fuzzy wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy wuzzy had no hair. I guess he really wasn't fuzzy wuzzy. Nice. Um, You know, you can get up into your chubs that are kind of like your very larger, more obese. Um, Usually when you start getting into chub status, um, for me, I think it's more of a health risk. Yes. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's big and then there's unhealthy and there's definitely a difference between the two. Absolutely. Um, but everybody's got their type. And for me, I just want to make sure my partner is healthy 
and he's going to be around a long time. Yep. So, you know, however, whatever you're into, to each his own. Um, well, that's good. You start getting into the offshoots, like you got your muscle bears, and obviously it's a bear with muscle. You know, you got a big, furry, beefy guy. Um, you know, you got your panda bears, which are your Asian bears. Most Asians aren't very hairy, so they can also be kind of considered fuzzy wuzzies, even though they're Asian. Yeah. You know, polar bears, usually typical of white hair. Um, you got kind of some of your crossovers that um, are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, that maybe they haven't gone completely white, but are kind of getting there. Um, you have some wolves. Yeah, what's um, the deal with wolves? I've always had a hard time with that one. It's someone who, usually someone who's in that muscular range where, <laughs> this is kind of bad. <laughs> uh, I don't want to judge, but it's what we do. No. Um, usually I have found that people that refer to themselves as wolves are usually muscular, more aggressive men that find it offensive that you lump them into the bear category because they think you're calling them fat. Ah. Um, so they call themselves wolves because it sounds cooler than... A hairy fat guy. So that sounds more like a rock star of the bear community. Than, uh, <laughs> the divas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's good. Actually, that's a really good explanation. Each his own. It really is a matter of your mentality. Um, uh, one thing that, and this goes along with that, I think, is what they call the Goldilocks, which are the women that like to hang out with bears. And Margaret Cho would be probably probably the most famous Goldilocks of all time. I have not heard that Bear fag hags. Yep. <laughs> and yep. it's the same thing like you're saying. Like, she has talked very publicly about going up to Provincetown and doing her new material there and hanging out with the bear community. And she's bear like, I bear. am a bear. I absolutely am a bear. I have the same voracious sexual appetite that my bear friends up here have. I, You know, I have that same sense of self-image where, hey, if I'm overweight, so what? I'm happy. You know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You definitely do start getting into the mental aspects of things. Um, I think some some good examples when you're talking a, a, a mental aspect of um, how you relate to another person. Um, I used to date this uh, cub a few years back, and at the end of the day, you know, he'd be back at his place, I'd be at mine, and he would text me, and I would text him, and I would say good night, cub, and he would respond. Good night, bear. Now, by all physical standards, I am not a bear. But in our relationship, how we related to each other, he was the submissive one and I was the dominant one. Therefore, for him, I was his bear. Now, when you look at another um, set of relationships, there's uh, two very, very good friends of mine. They're a couple. They live out in Denver, Colorado. One of them is very leather with a little bit of bear. And one of them is very bare with a little bit of leather. <laughs> and when they talk to me, they both refer to me in completely different things. Where the one who's more into leather, he refers to me in that kind of um, daddy boy role. So I call him Daddy Chris. He calls me boy. So when he texts me, he says, hey, boy, how you doing? If anybody else called me boy, 
I think I would probably knock them out. <laughs> but in our relationship, I have he has my respect. So that is the relationship that we have. Whereas his partner, who's very much bare and a little bit of leather, I call him Papa Drew, and he calls me Cub, and occasionally likes to make fun of me and call me Cub Cakes. <laughs> yeah, he likes to kind of poke and prod, and oh, yeah, nice. But um, that's our relationship. So at the same time, where I can have someone calling me Bear, I can have somebody calling me Cub. And it's still equally true in both senses because that is our relationship. Right. So you can't just keep it as the physical, um, you know, aspects. Because I don't care what a person looks like. When it comes down to it, it's what in your head and how you relate to other people. Yep. So uh, real quick, I want to touch on a couple more bare cultural things that, again, our straight listeners certainly don't know about. And even some of our gay listeners, to be honest. I mean, one of our co-hosts, The Question... Actually, it's fairly bare naive, I would say, and he's learned a lot uh, over the uh, year that we've been together. Should you mention the uh, the nerdy show Christmas special? Yeah, we did a uh, <laughs> we did a Christmas special, and uh, there was a little skit that we did, uh, and we were down in Key West in the skit. And he uh, reveals himself to me uh, to be kind of a chaser, and he doesn't really know what to expect of bears at all. So he's actually in the skit got like a pot of honey and some salmon, and he's starting to make like very almost more cat than bear sounds, yeah, just, like, but little growling noise. Yeah, a little growling sound. It's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, so uh, one of the things that's very distinctive about the bear community is its use of. Uh, other animal uh, tropes, and one of them is by saying "woof." Now, obviously, no bear out there in the wild says "woof." But... Actually, that's not true. Oh, really? Oh, good. <laughs> um, if you actually, you, uh, and I can send you a few links. I had to debate this on uh, online the other day, and I just hit up one bear website at like actual physical bears. Uh-huh four-legged bears um and i just one after another hitting up these websites and posting links because bears wolf huh they actually in the wild um what you would consider a bark for a dog is a wolf for a bear so though you know wolf is also used for dogs dogs wolf um when it comes to the different sounds that bears make, wolf is one of them. Well, that is so much more consistent than I thought. <laughs> I remember watching a video where it was kind of like, um, what was it? It was like a, a British uh, wildlife special, but it was a, a video of these dogs and bears interacting with each other in you know, like a very playful manner. Huh. It was just unusual to watch. Well, yeah, I bet. The bear flag is another uh, standard trope, um, and it's if you've never seen it, you've probably seen the gay pride flag. It's like the rainbow. Well, they take the same structure and it's they like change the colors. Rainbow. It's what? It's like a brown rainbow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's earth tones. It's shades of earth. Yeah, earth tones. It's supposed to be more natural. Yeah, I was reading up on Wiki, uh, of course, you know, all sources of good good information, and they said that it's actually designed by this guy Craig Burns in 95, uh, and it's denoting the either hair colors or skin colors of the human race. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of right there what you're saying. It's, it's not about the exclusion, rather, the inclusion of all kinds of humanity in this one flag. Yeah, this, um, the, the Wiki page is... 
somewhat accurate. Um, Craig was given credit for it. However, he did have a little bit of help um, from uh, two friends of mine. Uh, Craig did up a small um, like sketch drawing, gave it to some friends to work on to kind of modify it, touch it up. Um, you know, it was a collaboration, but okay. in the end, you know, Craig ended up getting credit for it. Another uh, interesting thing is the actual term bear, and, and please tell me if this is mistaken too in Wiki, because this, this would be great to fix. Richard Bulger, who along with his partner Chris Nelson, uh, they actually uh, founded Bear Magazine in 1987. So I am familiar with that. Um, just mostly talk history as far as um, the term bear itself. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes around. Obviously, um, I've only been out since 2005. Um, I immediately kind of submerged myself into the bear community um, from then because I, I discovered what I liked. And I just when I find something I like, I go head first into it. And that's uh, how my nickname Charger came along. You know, I just... I just go, go, go until I hit a brick wall and then I climb over it and keep going. Um, but uh, as far as the term goes, I'm sure it's accurate for what's on um, Wiki. Yeah. But uh, the the little rumors that kind of float around with that is that um, Bear, back then when it was first put out... Um, it was actually more referring to what we consider now as a muscle bear. Oh, really? Just more the furry, masculine. It was it was more um, about the masculinity of men versus what they looked like. Okay. And then as the term evolved, it became what it is now. I see. Um, another term that, and this isn't uh, one that is as much in history, uh, but it's dear uh, near to us in the uh, kind of geeky community, is the term bara. And we've talked about this, and it's not strictly bear. It's a, it's a Japanese word for like muscle or something like that. Yeah, but it's the same idea that it's Japanese, predominantly Japanese drawn and illustrated uh, cartoon characters. Very hyper-masculine hypermasculine and they do this and it this, this is very different than what they call yaoi and some of these other terms that are more feminine men and bara is more of the masculine men and so a lot of times you'll find bara is of bears big muscly guys with beards and stuff like that yeah you know, these are mm -hmm. pandas so yeah a lot of times they're very uh, round and very panda looking yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so Bara, uh, for those of you, know, if you're interested, I actually have a couple feeds that pull in Bara <laughs> sites and into my like Google Reader, and, and I actually have to stop doing it at work because they're sometimes completely naked, and it's, it's kind of embarrassing to have that over the internet at work. But um, the uh, it's pretty pretty awesome stuff. I mean, I, I don't like I said, I I, I kind of like the Japanese aesthetic, you know, the illustration, but Bara specifically because they are actual manly looking men. They're not these little vaguely women uh, feminine you know so yeah they're they're definitely sexy when you uh you know you do um if you do a uh, bara gay or gay bara and you just click on images for google's it, it comes up with a lot of good stuff cool did you had you known about bara previously or uh 
I had heard the term before, but I was not really too familiar with it. Um, so, I mean, just... Yeah, yeah, that's actually a new one for me. Cool. Yeah, Jared uh, is our illustrator uh, in 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 residence, and he uh, he actually has done some some very manly looking men. (laughs) I I don't think you would consider your own style Bara, but certainly there's an influence slight. Yeah. Well, it's it's my community that I subscribe to, and it's all my 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 best art friends are all like bar artists. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, I, I really, I'm, I'm hoping that this really helps inform the, our listeners about what it is to be a bear, and I, I definitely think you've got that. And I'm really excited about specifically your community, because in Orlando, I'll, I'll be quite honest, our bear community is really very scattered. We used to have this uh, full moon saloon that was kind of the epicenter of all bear stuff. And we still have uh, an annual event here. I think it's called... Airbus. Airbus. There it is. And I've actually, have you actually been uh, down here for one? Oh, cool. Yep, yep. Um, What about Oktoberfest? (laughs) Well, Bear Bust is, I think, is when is Bear Bust? Is that in the fall? I I want to say it's in, like, October. Yeah, so I think they might have occasionally branded it Oktoberfest. That would, uh, if they didn't. There's a bunch of, there there is an Oktoberfest out in the Midwest. Um, Okay. You know, you got late. Uh, there's millions of them that are popping up all over the place now. But what most people don't realize is some of these bear events are going on close to 20 years. Wow. Um, TBRU, I believe, this year hit 18 years, 17 or 18 years. Um, uh, in D.C., up until 2008, uh, the D.C. Bear Club, they had bear invasion. And that was going on 12 years when they finally stopped. Um, it just, it, it, it becomes a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, the club itself had gotten too small to run it effectively on their own. So we're actually looking at, uh, DC Bear Crew is looking at bringing it back for 2013 and actually centering it around pride. Awesome. So not only do you have, because um, there are no specific bear events really during pride so what we plan on doing is we plan on bringing people out kind of thursday night to kind of check in a little bit we'll have pool parties and stuff going on friday afternoon you will head up into dc um because we're probably going to do the hotel just outside of dc or in maryland because it's so much cheaper right and then give everybody metro passes to uh get in and out of the city with no problems Mm mm-hmm but, uh, you know, they'll head in on Friday night for Bear Happy Hour. We'll have an after-hours dance back at the hotel. Saturday, we'll have vendor or Friday and Saturday, we'll both have pool parties and vendors and, you know, provide lunch. Everybody's on their own for dinner. And then uh, Saturday, we're going to bring everybody back into the city for the uh, Capitol Pride Parade and try to get everybody actually in the parade. Wow. Everybody will have uh, the DC Bear Crew Run T-shirts. We'll get them in the parade and have a, a Bear Pride march. That's awesome. And so, I've, I've been once to the Capitol Pride Parade. It is already quite the epic Pride Parade. I mean, I was impressed with how long it was and how much diversity there was in this parade. And then the after expo slash festival part, they closed down. I forgot what road it is, but... Pennsylvania Avenue. It runs right up to the Capitol. Capitol. It's, yep. it's, it's just tons of stuff it's last it's year awesome. they had uh, over two hundred and fifty thousand people come through pride wow 
That's just remarkable. Um, in Orlando, I mean, Gay Pride we have here, it's a, a much smaller event, but there isn't very much of a bear or anything. But during Gay Days, uh, you've probably heard about Gay Days at Disney and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. There is a big bear uh, contingent. In fact, there's a whole alternate programming uh, schedule for bears. Yeah, they had a, a tidal wave yep. was a very huge um, bear event during Gay Days, and it's become such an event that... Um, they have turned it into a weekend long bear run. I think this year, I think this year is, I, mean, I know last year they did um, a host hotel and a few other things, but I think this year is actually the full blown uh, bear run for um, during gay days. There is a bear wing of the hotel, and there there's there's been for years at the hotel like the the bear pool and then the the twink pool. Which again, it's kind of unfortunate that they segregate. But at the same time, a lot of my friends want to go to the bear pool because they don't have to worry about being judged too harshly at the twink pool. It's you know? understood. And the one thing I will say, when it comes to um, people segregating, um, it's never. A lot of people look at it and they're like, you know, why does everybody have to be segregated? But when it comes down to it, people are going to be more comfortable with people that are like them. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily um, like I, I know at one of the bars over here, they had um, one floor of the bar was the white floor and the other floor was black floor. <laughs> That's just it just ended up segregating itself and wow. it wasn't anything that you know the employees were doing or promoting differently or whatever it's just that people just end up being more comfortable with people that are similar yeah wow that's uh interesting in in our in our nation's capital well charger i really really appreciate you taking the time to talk about this i again i i hope our listeners get now a f pretty thorough investigation into bear life and culture and uh, thank you. We will not divulge your uh, regular identity, uh, Mr. Superhero. Oh, yes, that's right. So so uh, yeah, I, I didn't – we have to ask at least one geeky question. Okay. okay. And so okay. I like that you told us this earlier. I'll, I'll tell it for you that, you know, your, your moniker is kind of a superhero name, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. But who would you consider – and I know, I know you told me you have not read a lot of comics in, in a, quite a while, but based on what you know of pop culture, who would you consider your own, like, superhero, like, you would identify most with? Oh, uh, identify most with or completely want to fuck? Both. Let's hear both. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 hmm. Well, who would you want to fuck? If that's easier, let's go with that one. Beast from the X Men. Nice. There we go. Well, Beast which which spell. one though? See, now here's the thing. When you when you answer that, my mind thinks, okay, is it Blue Furry Beast or is it the original incarnation who absolutely was a typical like bear? He was a gorilla. But no, well, he had big hands on his feet or whatever. But so blue hair or no blue hair? Blue hair. Blue hair. Cool. It's just because um, the comic books that I remember. And like I said, I haven't read a comic book in like 15 years. My brother was actually the collector, and I would just grab them and open them and read them, and yeah. he tried to beat me senseless for touching them. <laughs> um, but that's what I remember. You know, I remember the blue-haired beast. Nice. That's a it's a great one and a, a very popular choice among some of my uh, geeky bear friends. Um, He's also an intellectual too. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's got the absolutely. geeky thing. Yep. So did I you? Guess I like the geeky bears. It's the glasses and the, the you know the kind of 
intelligent but kind of shy and i like bringing people out of their shell it's kind of a a thing for me nice sounds like me about 10 years ago (laughs) i was a much shyer person back then um what uh do you think of a superhero that you would want to be or you relate to i think nightcrawler is freaking awesome nice I, i would say he's very off the wall he's kind of mysterious and teleportation is probably the coolest like ability I used to think that I would want to be invisible because I love to watch people yeah. but and most of my friends will disagree with this but I don't actually like being watched I just like to watch people <laughs> um, but you know I think teleportation is probably a little bit better because I mean how cool would it to be just be like I'm hungry. Let's do lunch in Paris. All right. Poof. Bamf. And they're there. Sweet. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And I will, I personally will try to come out to the thing on Sunday then uh, so I can actually say hi in person and uh, and check yeah, that definitely. out. Yeah, It's got to come up. And we will. Like, I will do a show up here. I, I would, if if we can get some, and actually I know some people in D.C. who know about us and I don't know personally, which is always kind of an odd thing to hear through a secondhand source but if we get a if we get a decent following we could do some kind of meetup especially if i'm already going to be there or i mean i do have you know hookups with with airline fare it's just uh i don't know if they fly there oh i definitely will try to get some uh, bwi dca and um reagan or not reagan um dulles dulles so there's plenty of airplanes flying in and out all the time. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 really it, DC is my second home, so I uh, I absolutely will try to get some kind of thing going uh, where we come up there because that'd be just too much fun. And I, I know I know I will have a good time showing them DC and especially you know taking them to town, taking them out you know to show them the other stuff. I mean, it's fun. Oh yeah, there's tons of entertainment from uh, you know the Bear Happy Hour of Town. Our gay sports bar called Nelly's. Oh yeah, you know, taking them out to uh, see the strippers at Secrets, <laughs> and you know, both the drag show at Town and the the drag show at Secrets. I mean, there's tons of entertaining things to do, you know. And if you schedule it right, you can come out during an Otter Crossing. It's a new <laughs> event that goes on Friday nights once a month at the Eagle. Oh really? It's and- become one of their biggest parties. An otter crossing—that's fantastic. I have a—I have a, a, another friend up in DC who can definitely consider himself an otter, and I'll have to see if he knows about that. Yeah, ask him about it. It's become a pretty popular event. Very cool. Well, thanks again, Charger. We really appreciate you—you uh, you taking the time to to talk to us. No problem. Glad to be on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 